tuning in to the Revival Tabernacle Podcast. Wherever you may be listening from, we hope that this message encourages you in the unwavering, unconditional love of Jesus Christ. Join us as we reach sinners, raise believers, and release leaders. Please enjoy the message from the RT Pulpit. Here, Marco and Jennifer, come here, come here, come, come here, come, come here. Just, just come, just come here, come here. Just come on. Now is what I say. Now says the Lord. Move fast, quickly. Move quickly. Move quickly. I oftentimes do this when I am, uh, when I have a couple in premarital counseling. Before the wedding day, I have them write each other a letter, and I have them give it to me. And sometimes. I'll give it to them on their wedding day, and sometimes I'll hold it for such a time as this. I'm so proud of Marco and Jennifer. So proud of them. So much, I just can't tell it all right now, but I'm so proud of him. Marco, he, was, he stepped out and became a leader in our church this year, and he led our open gym. I don't know if you guys knew, but every Monday, every Monday night, he would have, I mean, 10, 20 guys here playing basketball and in our gym making use of our facilities so, so the people in our neighborhood and in our communities can have a safe place to come and play basketball. And, you know, sometimes relational evangelism happens in one step. Sometimes you got to meet people right where they are. And I'm so proud of him and his leadership. And even when people weren't coming, he was still showing up. And, I, and I, that's the kind of man that I just appreciate having, having around me. But this letter, it says, Dear Marco, writing this letter is hard for me because the love that I have for you, words just doesn't do justice. Marco, you changed my life. You taught me how to drive. You made me get a bank account. Oh, y'all laughing, but this is real stuff. It's real talk. Raina, this ain't your moment. This is not your moment. This is not your moment. <laughs> niece want to be a part of this. It's you supported my dreams and you pushed me to be a better me. As we enter this new stage in our lives, I find myself at all with the growth that we've both shown. You are my hero, my knight in shining armor. I thank God every day that you're my husband. I randomly think of how blessed I am to have you. It puts the biggest smile on my face. That's your cutest smile. There you go. I never expected this life for myself. To have you in my life means so much more than everything. Thank you for the peace, love, and happiness you give me. I love you, Marco. You're one of the greatest, most special, and caring persons that I know. I don't know what I did for God to send you me, but I'm so grateful that he did. You will forever be my heart. Love you forever, Jenny Poo. <laughs> Amen. Amen. We celebrate marriage here at Revival Tabernacle, and we bless God for you guys. They just over, how long, how long has it been now? A year and some change, so just over a year. And God is blessing them. Thank y'all so much. You know, 
words are more powerful than the words thank you. I thought I'd get about 15 more old man's amens than that. I'm going to say it again. There are a few words that are more powerful than the two words of thank you. There was this study that was conducted by two researchers, and the results were published in the Harvard Business Review. And this research was conducted to see if gratitude and thankfulness actually made a difference in productivity and or volunteering service. Watch this. The research revealed uh, that there was a 66% increase in those who wanted to help with the project a second time whenever they were told. Do you understand the power of a word of the words thank you? It will cause people to be moved and inclined to do things for you that otherwise they probably would not have done it over and over before. I, I, I was with my, my girls uh, earlier this week and we were driving home from somewhere and uh, you know, sometimes they can kind of get on your nerves. Oh, y'all ain't never had children that got on your nerves. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, no, I'm not your angels, beautiful angels, all 100% of the time. Uh, that's just not the case. Sometimes these blessings from the Lord <laughs> can, just, can just make you want to just holler. And I was in that moment. I was in that moment as we were driving home. We had spent the entire day from 7 o'clock in the morning till about 9 o'clock that night. And Reagan says to me from the back seat, she says, Daddy, can we play Barbies when we get home? I said, because they had just kind of been going, I was like, maybe. She tells Kaylin, with all the glee and excitement in her voice, she comes up, she says, he said maybe. <laughs> Do you know what that did to me? The fact that she was so excited off a of maybe. The fact that she held on to my maybe. She was so, I mean, you would, you would have thought that I had just said absolutely and I'll be Ken and I'll be, Ray, I'll be all the other characters. I mean, you would have thought I just had said that, but she was so excited and so elated just at my maybe. There are people in this room today, let me tell you something, you ain't quite heard the final yes yet, but you are still in that point of expectation. And you said, I know, I'm just hoping, listen, God may not have told me, but I know his character. And because I know his character, I got a feeling that he just might come through for me. So I'm going to stand in, in gleeful expectation that he just might do it. Is there anybody in here that's just willing to praise God off of a he just might do it? <laughs> I don't know. He ain't told me no, but he just might come through for me. Hey, come on, somebody. <laughs> he didn't say no, so, 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 so he just might do this, y'all. Y'all, they say, I, I need somebody to grab hold of faith. He, he, he didn't say no to that new house, so he just might do it. 
He didn't say no to that promotion, but he, so he just might do it. I have the privilege of coaching Kaylin's basketball team. And any parent, we have teachers in the audience today, um, any other people who may have coached, I mean, anyone who really oversees any type of team, you know firsthand the powerful effect of an attitude and just how contagious an attitude can be. Can I tell you something? When you catch on and get an attitude of gratitude, can I tell you, that's contagious. Just like a bad attitude can just mess up the whole vibe in a room, you can, you can, you can be portray a good attitude and it'll change the entire environment. You want peace in your home? Start, start having an attitude of peace. You want joy in your house? Start portraying an attitude of joy. Sometimes you gotta be the change that you wanna see in other people around you. it's contagious and it brings about a contagious outcome. See, the problem is that being positive is something that goes beyond the human ability to overcome the mind. Because being positive and joyful is rooted in something deeper. And when we look at Psalm 100, it is not just any psalm of thanksgiving and praise. No, 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 no. Some people, some theologians believe that this is the psalm that was sung by God's people on their way to the temple during a time of the year called the sacrifices of praise. Ah, see if I can deal with this for a little bit here. What, 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 what does it mean, Pastor Devin, uh, a to offer a sacrifice of praise? Hebrews chapter 13, verses, verse 15 enlightens us. Listen to what it says. It says, uh, through him, then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is, the fruit of our lips that acknowledge his name. Let me read that one more time for you. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15, through him then, let us continually, somebody say continually, offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge, the Greek word homologio, his name, that acknowledge his name. It, sacrifice and praise seem to be at odds ends with one another in our minds. Sacrifice and praise. Sacrifice and praise. It almost seems like an oxymoron type of a statement. Sacrifice and praise? Now, it seems to be at odds ends in our minds, but biblically? Let me tell you something about it biblically. They go hand in hand. <laughs> They go hand in hand. We, 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 as a matter of fact, they are intertwined together. We often praise someone or give uh, uh, thanks because it seems to benefit us or it doesn't cost us anything. You know, like, oh, that's a good job. Or thank you so much for helping me. Oh, I'm blessed. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. But, but, but what does it mean 
that we are to give a sacrifice of praise. Hebrews tells us the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. See if I can try one more time, Brother Donald. He says it's the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Say it one more time for the people in the back. It's the fruit of lips, Sister Frankie, that acknowledge his name. See, that means that we praise God when we can't see his goodness. That means that we praise God when our circumstances seem that he's forgotten about us. That means that we praise God when God does not come through the way we thought he should or the way, the way we thought that he would. That means that we praise God when we're at our wit's end. The writer of the book of Hebrews says to offer up a sacrifice. <laughs> How often? Continually. You see, to praise God in these times requires a personal sacrifice. Let me tell you why. Because it takes all, it takes all of our entire being to cast over uncertainties to a God that we don't quite understand in the moment. Y'all can sit there with your super spiritual self and act like, well, I understand why God's doing this because, see, that, that thing happened for that, and I, I, I'm just be patient away. But, but listen, let me tell you something. Truth be told, you don't all the time understand why God got you going through what you're going through, why you're dealing with what you're dealing with, why you're feeling the way you're feeling. You don't all the time understand why God is doing that. But in the, even in that moment, you got to trust him and give it over to him. Now, if this at all, seems difficult to do. It is because, brace yourself, it is. This is very difficult to do. You're talking about offer to God a sac you go ahead and give him a sacrifice of praise with the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name while I'm going through and my heat is off. When I just got laid off on my job four weeks before Christmas. No, 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 no. Let me tell you something. Come here, lean in. It's very difficult to do this. It's hard to do this. It's not easy to do this. This is the reason why when you look back at the scripture, look back down at your Bible, look back down at your Bible, Hebrew, look at what it says. He says, he says, uh, um, this is why the author says that it is by him that we're able to do such a thing. It is by him that we, by him we are able to offer a sacrifice of praise. Let me see if I can make this a lot plainer for you. Um, let me say it like this. We need God to praise God. <laughs> I feel your anointing in this place right now. 
you need God. You, you need Jesus to give God praise. Because otherwise, praising him in the midst of all the chaos that's going on in my life don't make sense. But it is by him that I'm able to offer up to him a sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of lips, acknowledging his name. His name is great. His name is wonderful. His name is a wonderful counselor. He is a mighty God. He is the everlasting father. He is the prince of peace in the midst of all the hell that's going on. He's my rock. He's my fortress. He's my God. In him will I trust. Surely he will deliver me. It takes God to praise God. Because <laughs> otherwise it don't make sense. Otherwise it just seems, just sounds crazy. But you need God to praise God. We need Christ to truly be joyful and positive. <laughs> Psalm 100, look, verse 1 and 2. We learn that we have reason to give God praise and thanks. And in a nutshell, the reason is, Nuke, is that we were commanded to do it. We, we, we were commanded to give him praise and thanks. Listen to these verbs, y'all. Y'all remember what a verb was? Uh, action word, right? Prompts you to do something. Look at somebody say, you say, say, say you got to do something. You got to do something. Little, these verbs are right here. Make. <laughs> Serve. And come. Let me say this one more time. Uh, Psalm 100, verse 1 through 5. We're going to look at verse 1. Look at this. What's the first word, y'all? Make. Stop right there. He says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Can I just give y'all how the Lord gave it to me? Oh, y'all don't want to hear it? Oh, can I give it to y'all? Because <laughs> I'm excited about giving it to y'all. Let, let, let me tell you how, how, how the Lord gave this to me. He says, see, see this, is, this means that the psalmist is more than just suggesting it. He's commanding it. The first command is to make. Okay. In other words, it's not just going to already be there. You got to make it. Try this one more time. It's um, it's not just gonna just automatically just boom be there. You got to learn how to make it. See, praise is a lot like making a cake. I want some cake, and these are brownies, but y'all get the picture. I want something good. I want something sweet. See, if I just take the ingredients by themselves, 
and consume them. Say, I won't. Why did I do that? Y'all looking out for your boy. Thank you. That didn't taste good. But the ingredients call for that mixing batter. It also called for an egg. By itself, it don't taste too good. It's also asking for some oil. Now, I don't have no vegetable oil. This anointed oil. We're not going to drink this. <laughs> but then it say, you got to add some water. Now, now, water by itself ain't that bad. And that's just like God to give you a little something all by itself that ain't that bad. But you get the real gist of making the cake when you put it all together. I feel like preaching this morning. I don't know about y'all, and I don't even care. I don't even care no more. I'm going to preach this thing. When you put it all together, when you take the batter, and you put it in a bowl, when you take that egg, those eggs that it calls for, and you put it together, when you take the right amount of oil, it asks for a half a cup of oil, and when you put it in the water in there, and you mix it all together, and then you put it in the oven at just the right temperature for just the right amount of time, when you put it all together, mix it all up, and it begins to cook, and it begins to do what it's supposed to do, when you take it out, it can be consumed and enjoyed by everybody who's around. See, dry cake batter by itself will make you choke. <laughs> Try and eat an egg just like I did raw. It ain't that good. Let me just tell you something. I saw Hulk Hogan do it when I was a kid. I don't know how he did it, but he did it, and I, don't want, I won't be doing it again. Go ahead and drink some oil straight down. Watch what happened to you. I had the doctor back there saying, no, don't do that. <laughs> See, by itself, these things are not appealing at all. And that's how it is with the trials of life that you go through. See, that job loss didn't taste too good. That, that, that relationship that didn't work out too well like you thought it would, that wasn't really fulfilling at all. That, that grief that you experienced, that loss of, of whatever type or kind that you experienced, uh, it made your heart ache. But see, all those things by itself wasn't good. 
But when you mix it in, when you mix the job loss in with the fact that you now have launched that multi-million dollar business, Y'all ain't saying nothing. I said, when you mix the fact that you lost your job with the fact that you have now launched that multi-million dollar business. Somebody gonna catch hold of faith, Brother Jay. I said, when you mix that job loss with the fact that you have now just launched your multi-million dollar business. When you take that relationship that failed and now you realize that, man, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. And, that, and, and my knight in shining armor, as Jenny Poo liked to call Marco, wouldn't have come in if I had held on to what, what I wasn't supposed to have. The grief that, see, the grief that you experienced, it, it didn't feel good until you realized just how great the body of Christ was that came around you and loved on you when you didn't feel like being loved, that put their arms of comfort around you when you need to be comforted the most. See, it's then when you can say, oh, taste and see. I know y'all going to probably say that Thursday about some mac and cheese, but I'm going to give you a moment to go ahead and say it about just how good God is. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is. somebody in this room just to say thank you Lord for all you've done for me come on come on thank him for the good thank him for the bad because the scripture tell me that all things work together for the good of them who love God and who are called according to his purpose so right now we just tell you thank you come on take about 30 seconds and just thank him 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 right where you are, right where you are, right where you are. Come on, in everything we give thanks. For this is the will of God concerning those who, those who are in Christ Jesus. Come on, come on, come on, open up your mouth. Oh, you can't thank him silent. You got to open up your mouth and give him glory, give him praise, and thank him for what he has done. Thank him for what he allowed. Thank him for what he didn't allow. Thank him for the prayers he answered. Thank him for the prayers he didn't answer. Why don't you open up your mouth for the next 30 seconds and just tell him, thank you. I ain't gonna be able to get through this. Ain't no way in the world. But then he says, what kind of noise are you to be giving it out? <laughs> See, it's supposed to be a joyful noise, not a whiny one. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me in this place. Not a complaining noise, not a sour noise, not a bad attitude noise, not a gossiping noise. It says make a joyful noise. Hey, God, I love you today. Unto who? See, 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 when you making it, it all, it all depends on who you making it for. That determines just how good it's going to be. Oh, y'all ain't saying that on this side. Come on, come on, talk back to me, talk back to me. Uh, 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 any man in this place ever cook for his lady? 
maybe before you got together, you, you, you were trying to win her over. So you was making, like you were doing your good cooking. Put the toenail in it. Huh? Some of y'all don't care. That's all right. Huh? But you were doing your good cooking. Well, why? Because, because you wanted it to be real good. Why? Because it was all based on who you was making it for. Oh, I know the word is for, but I'm going to say it like I feel it. It all depends on who you was making it for. This got to be good. Because I'm trying to impress somebody up in here. See, when you realize you're giving this praise to God, you want to make sure it's good. Why? Because he's been good to you. Let me get to the rest of these verbs. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to speed this up. It says, it also says to serve. Somebody say serve. serve. With gladness. With gladness. It doesn't say to serve with drudgery. It doesn't say to serve because of what you're going to get out of it. it. But it says, but rather to serve the Lord with gladness. And then how are you to come? We are to come with singing. It doesn't say to come mumbling. It doesn't say come uh, 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 disgruntled in your spirit. It says singing. Even if you can't sing. When your heart is pure, it sounds good to the Father. I said even if you can't make a melody, when your heart is pure, it's a sweet smelling, it is a sweet sound in his ear. It's a sweet smelling savor in his nostrils. When your heart is pure. <laughs> See, true praise and real singing stems from a thankful heart. Oh, I love it when they can riff, you know, and just do all the acrobats. But I can hear all of the melodious sounds coming out of your mouth. But if your heart is filthy, see, that's why, you know, when, when, I, when, when, when the board asked if Corey and I would take over this church, before that I was the worship leader. And I knew we had a real decision to make because in that moment, we lost three key members of the worship team. Myself, Pastor Kevin's wife, and his daughter, who were all phenomenal. I mean, y'all know, can't nobody hit that soprano note on, on that song like Sister Sarah Ramsby. Somebody, I mean, she, 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 and she, I mean, I'm like, that's like a trumpet sounding. Lord, are you here? Did I miss you? Because I'm still down here, but I feel heaven. And we could have gone out and tried to find somebody who could just tear, I mean, sing the house down. But I didn't know their heart. But I know her heart. And she can sing. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me in this place. Look at somebody say, we got the best of both worlds up in here. That's what matters the most. 
And I love that she's teaching and impressing upon our emerging worship leaders. Come on, did y'all enjoy Nate this morning? Alex, Blair, Sister Herb, Brother Jefferson, Maia, I mean, Melinda, I mean, it's amazing. And they on conference calls every week, going through scripture, talking about the importance of having a heart that's right. So you want to have a heart like Jesus in all that you do. It matters not that you, so what if you're not the best artist? If you've got a heart like Jesus, he will cause your, your paintings and your creativity to just shoot to the forefront. Why? Because you've got a heart like Jesus. See, little is much when God is in it. See, our expression of thanksgiving and praise should primarily be because he is God, not just because it's commanded. Because that's what it said, the psalmist says, he reminds us that God is good because he created us, because we are his, and because he watches over us like a shepherd watches over his flock. Our attitude, and I'm closing, our attitude of joy is a result of our thanksgiving to God. See, we should not base our attitude on our circumstances because circumstances change. And when our circumstances change, that means that if our attitude is based on our circumstances, that means then when the circumstance changes, then our attitude changes. But I heard the old mothers, they didn't have a whole lot of flowery words, but they used to say, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. So guess what? The world can't take it away from me. It's not based on, I'm not happy based on what's happening. I got joy that's rooted down on the inside. Imagine a pilot flying in his plane based on his or her feelings. <laughs> Come on. I mean, I mean, if a pilot did this, the pilot would get turned around so quickly because pilots are trained to fly using their instruments, not their feelings. See, because when they're up in the sky, it's easy to get confused. You don't know if you're going north or west when you're flying in the sky. You just know you're up there. And you have to trust, listen to me good, you have to trust your instrument because your instrument is constant. And it is, it is their objective reality in the midst of their confusion. Let me say that one more time. See, your instrument becomes your objective reality in the midst of confusion. This is the reason why that God 
and pray God and praise in your life. When God is our objective reality, we are more inclined to praise him in situations otherwise where our attitude will be so much better. Look at these last two verses and I'm done. It says, enter into his gates with some turkey. Now that's my gate. You come on my house and bring the turkey. No, but you're going to leave here. Everybody who, everybody who wants it, you can leave here with a turkey today. We're going to bless some families today. Amen. It says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. This is the part I want to get to, verse 5. Can I tell you why he's so good? It's almost like a good buffet. Uh, or better yet, a Brazilian steakhouse. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endures to all generation. What are you talking about? I love going to a good Brazilian steakhouse. Let me tell you why I love it, Brother Wingate. Because they give me this little coaster. On one side is green, on the other side is red. As long as I keep the green side facing up, they're going to keep bringing me out all type of good choice meats. And I love my meats. Where are the meats? Bacon wrapped fillets, chicken, bacon wrapped shrimp. Bacon with anything is just good to my soul. New York strip, you know, choice sausages, and just, they just cut it off and you just get it just laid right there, and they'll just keep. And as long as it stays on the green, guess what? They're going to keep bringing it out. They're going to keep bringing it out. His, his, because the Lord is good, and the, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. As long as it stays on the green, they're going to keep bringing it out. They're going to keep bringing it out. Why? Because the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. As long as you keep it on your praise, he's going to keep bringing it out. Why? Because the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. As long as you will say, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise will do what? Continually. He, the Lord is good. They're going to keep bringing it out. Why? Because his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures through all generations. I need the generations to give God some praise in this 
house today because if you know without a shadow of a doubt that the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting. Oh, some of you know his mercy has been better to you than you even know how to be to yourself and you're still sitting there with your arms folded looking real sedity. But let me just tell you something with your little sophisticated self. You can look like that all you want to, but God wants you to know that it is he that has made you and not you yourself. You are his people. You belong to God. You belong to the craftsman, the creator of the entire universe. That's why I praise him. Yeah, he commands me to praise him, but I bless him because he's good. I said I bless him because he's good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generation. Somebody give God some praise in here. Come on, stand up on your feet and give God praise in here. Come on, somebody make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made you and not you yourself. It is he that has made me and not me myself. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people. And he cares for us. I said, and he cares for us. That's why I'm full of thanks. That's why I'm full of it. Because he's so good. And, and because he's so good, that fulfilling don't go away. Because there's still so much more of him to consume. Everyone lift those hands. Just begin to thank him. Lift your hands. Lift your hands and thank him. Lift those hands and thank him. Lift those hands and bless him. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, hands lifted as a sign of surrender. As a sign of surrender. Come on, come on, come on. Surrender it to him today. Surrender it to him today. He's good. He's good for you. And he's good to you. And don't you ever forget it. God is great. And if you're grateful in this house today, go ahead and give him a great praise. Thanks for tuning in to the Revival Tabernacle Podcast. Wherever you may be listening from, we hope that this message encourages you in the unwavering, unconditional love of Jesus Christ. Join us as we reach sinners, raise believers, and release leaders.